Previously on Getting Dicey. Is Mark calling out that he's there. He just runs into this room and just swipes out with his long sword. And she just falls to the ground dead. Oh, you softened her up for me. Thank you, big man. Now's your chance to um, do some good in your life, Morgantha. And I'm going to cast... Oh, dead. Morgantha sort of just slowly gets back up to her feet and there's a lot of confusion on her face. Morgantha! <laughs> <laughs> I said you should fear me! And I'm going to slam my staff down, thorn whip around her neck. And you just pull back on the thorn whip. She just ends up prone on the ground uh, next to these stairs. I just want to try and hit with just my crossbow. Just across. 30 damage to someone that had 9 hit points. Her head just pops. This is what you get for killing innocent children. I'm just gonna whip out again. Your turn, big man. So what I'm gonna do is I'm basically just gonna take my mace and hack at her knees. One into one knee, one into the other knee, and she just drops down onto her knees. May I? And he just pushes the blade directly into her head, killing her instantly. Oh, I love it. Well done, as much. And it's at that point you can just hear a call from help uh, from upstairs. Getting dicey. <laughs> American, you've gone to head upstairs, but time just stops once again. <gasps> oh, um, no. And a small glittering of light appears uh, sort of in between Morley and Ismark, sort of in between you two, over and, and, out, and out steps Needle. Um, and he looks down at the floor. He's like, he looks at the windmill and looks down at the floor at these bodies that are on, on the ground. He's like... Oh my gosh, you, this turned out better for you than I actually thought it might. This is very, very interesting. Um, but you know the drill, let's get to it. Uh, and with a, a wave of his hand, this wheel appears um, behind him. And he spins the wheel. And I don't have the big actual physical wheel yet, unfortunately. Uh, but we're going to spin the no combat um, wheel because you're not currently oh, in two combat. Wheels? There is, there's a combat wheel and a no oh. combat wheel. <clears throat> Uh, and the and the wheel spins wow. and it spins and it spins and it ends up pointing at uh, a, a little section of this wheel. Um, and Needle says, "Oh, this one's a very interesting one. Uh, we're going to see how this one turns out. The only clue you get this time is firm grip. Oh, interesting, interesting. I wonder what that." Uh, the <laughs> we are children. Who whispered there? <laughs> Be careful. Be careful, everyone. Um, and he says, "Hold on. Yeah, careful of that shaft." <laughs> you guys it are says what it does in the chat. Oh, does it? it was yeah, that's fine. It. Okay, well, you guys can see it. That's fine. That's fine. Um, because see I was going to, I was going to, you know. I was going to give you a clue anyway. No handshaking. Which is, <laughs> well, you might, you might want to, might want to. Uh, he says, "So you might want so to be a little careful to. next time you uh, introduce yourselves." Um, and a toodaloo, he says as he disappears off into into the uh, <laughs> ethereal plane. Uh, and time kicks back in again. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking strange. Oh, I'm cat. off to, to shake all the children's hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, the children. The children. Can <clears throat> someone please think of the children? I'm going to rush towards uh, the children. Okay, let's zoop upstairs. American, you see the sort of... Um, the room we originally saw the two younger women uh, sort of dancing with glee and eyeing up these crates in the, against the wall. And you look over at the crates and there's three uh, sort of one on top of each other. 
Um, the top one is completely empty, but the middle and lower ones both contain like small kids. They both look to be somewhere between um, five and ten years old. Oh, well, I'm going to rush forward and I'm going to say, Cherubs, I'm here to save you! And I'm going to try and, I don't know, see if there's a lock or if something I can open on, on the crates. Yeah, it's, it's literally just got like a nice simple latch uh, on the front with an, on, on a hinged door. There's no padlock, there's no key required. You can literally just flick the latch and open up these crates. Okay, I'm going to quickly open it up and I'm going to say, you're safe now, you're safe now. Um, I think you notice that there's like a, a lot of crumbs. They're wearing kind of rag rag clothing, almost like just potato sack kind of clothings at this point. Um, and there's just crumbs all around them. Uh, and the, the, the oldest of the two, which is a boy, is in the bottom crate. And, and he looks looks out at you with these um, red eyes just from all the crying. Um, and he kind of just peers out and looks around and he says, are they, are they gone? Oh, are we, are we going to be okay? Ah, those, those evil old women are gone. Ah, we've, we've come to save you. And there's some, there's some men down below, but don't worry, they're not here to hurt you. Um, and he just wipes his eyes. He, go, he wipes his eyes and, and gets out of the crate and he stands up tall. He goes, oh, I wasn't even afraid, not even once. Not me. I'll never be afraid. Aww. And he stands like proudly with his like hands, his fists on his hips. <clears throat> oh, precious little one. I'm going to call down to everyone. The little ones are safe. <laughs> I'm uh, going to walk up. Molly's going to run up. Okay, cool. Um, I won't worry about moving tokens at this point. It was just sort of like theatre of the mind. It, um, yeah, so Morley and, and Baron, you guys both head upstairs and you see this uh, this young boy, maybe seven years old, was sort of standing proudly next to Merican, clearly having been, cried, having been crying for a long time, trying to puff his chest out. And he sees um, both you two run up and just he's holding back te- tears. Like he's kind of trying to be like big and strong in front of, uh, the person who's opened up his cage, but he's almost, almost in tears again. And the little girl still in that top cage uh, is just slowly like, now that Murican's unlatched, is just sort of like opening up the cage a little bit, and she's looking out. And she's a lot quieter, um, and the same sort of red cheeks again, uh, red eyes and red cheeks from all the crying. I'm going to see if I can get them something to eat from whatever I'm holding, and offer oh. them. I mean, there's Not some good pie. pies downstairs. <laughs> I say I'm going to quietly say I think we should burn those pies. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd get a little bit of food out of um, out of your case and and hand it to them. Um, and the the boy takes it and, and says, "Thanks, thanks, Miss. But um, they we're not I'm not that hungry. They've been trying to they've been feeding us way too much, way too much since we've been here. Oh, poor thing." Yeah. Let's get you Don't out worry. of here. Is that what all these crumbs are? Yeah, so you're basically you're sort of like putting it together that all the crumbs in their in their cage are just little bits of food from what they've been fed. Morley? Morley's gonna carry the girl out of like so she if she was in the top crate, Morley's gonna carry the girl and kind of like pop her down on the on the floor. Yeah, yeah. the moment And you, um as Oh sorry, carry on. Sorry. No you go. I just want to say, if we're going to be carrying them downstairs, I think we should cover their eyes and not let them see the grisly scene below. Yeah. Pop my hat on. A sailor's hat. <laughs> <laughs> Molly kind of takes his, takes his seafaring 
hat off and pops it <laughs> over the little girl's head, but kind of tilts it down just over her eyes. Yeah, I think we, when you pick her up, the whole the whole movement from helping out of the cage <clears throat> and putting her onto the ground, the moment you pick her up and sort of get her close, she just like reaches out and clings for your coat and just holds on and just holds on so tight. This little kid showing the strength that you wouldn't expect from, from someone that may be only five. Um, and you, tr- you go to put her down and she does not want to let go. Um, and you feel... Alright. Um, something that you, overcomes you, Morley. This, this is something that you haven't really experienced before, but you're feeling your normal kind of emotions that you'd be feeling from this. But there is an extra layer of sadness that you're feeling, and you're not sure really where it's coming from. Um, it's like maybe you're one of your pockets or one of the wherever you put that like that blade that ha- that grip that handle uh, mm. that you thought was the sun blade that it's coming from there you there's like this sadness coming from that area of you and you're you're feeling that as if it's right. feeling something you'll be alright now what did it take and I just kind of <clears throat> clear my throat with a, with a lump in it I'm not going to address that right now. Mm. Mm. Let's get them out of here. Okay, cool. Let's, let's go over to uh, Bill. Bill, what's what's Bill up to at the moment? You're down uh, with uh, Ismark and um, Loris and a bunch of dead bodies. Uh, I think right now I'm just waiting for the the kids to come down. Okay. I'm not going to get in the way. Uh, we all saw how ineffective that was. Maybe just clear a bit of a path by moving some of these uh, some of these bodies out the way and if there's something like a um, a cape or something I can maybe throw over them in a corner or whatever. Yeah, give me uh, an investigation roll because on, just on, on a sure. quick look it looks like a pretty empty floor but give us an investigation roll and see if there's something we can find. Um, I rolled a the first one's a 24 okay, perfect. which was a crit success <laughs> yeah perfect um there's you find just under one of the stairs like um up against the stairs just uh some kind of maybe it's like bags of old bags of what used to be flour like you find like some discarded bags um and you think you could use some these. hessian sets yeah you, you think you could possibly use those to hide <laughs> in some way uh, these bodies um hey loris give me a hand here would you and i'll I'm just like trying to drag the bodies into a corner and pile them up so I can hide hide them. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, all right, let's let's bounce back upstairs. Mirkin, um, Morley and Baron, what what are your plans from this point? I want to help take the children out to the carriage where they'll be safe and away from the windmill. Okay. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just want to carry the little girl downstairs and outside. Yeah, okay. I th- I'd say both of you guys uh, head downstairs and uh, you're both kind of like shielding their eyes from from the the woman that is sort of lying dead, now hidden sort of up against the wall up behind some sacks. Um, Baron, uh, what are you up to? Well, seeing as the children are safe, I want to investigate these creatures that were, they did look like humans, but now they're <coughs> something else. Yeah, okay. Um, how do we want to do that? Do you want to give me a... And probably, I'll let you choose either um, a medical check if you're looking at kind of uh, 
looking at their body parts and stuff or an arcana check if you're trying to um, look back through your knowledge of, of everything. I think I'll do arcana and see if I know what kind of creatures they are. Okay. So that's a two plus seven. Uh, oh, total of nine. That's not too bad. Um, let's bring up some information on here. Um, you're not really certain. Um, you're not certain about exactly what kind of creature they are, but you have heard um, of uh, these things called hags. You've never met. You've never met one. You've never seen one. But the one thing that think you think may tie these creatures to being these hags is the fact that you need three, you, you know this from your studies, you need three to create a coven of hags. And if you have Threesome. that, if you have that coven, then you have extra power. You really get these extra abilities. And you okay, remember amplified. that, yeah, when Morgantha died, the remaining two seemed to get a bit weaker. So you kind of, mm. you're not 100% sure. And that's so they're the, hags. You think they could be what you've heard of as being hags, yeah. Do they have any kind of um, objects around the room that look like they don't really belong to the windmill? But there may be like, like books or... children's bones? That's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> children's bones? Or anything that would uh, let me know if they have some sort of like a, a culture or they do rituals or what the purpose of what they do? Um, yeah, they have these you, children. You, Obviously, that the crystal ball that got shattered, obviously, is probably the first thing that comes to mind. Um, secondly, that big barrel of uh, ichor down on the ground floor. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, but there's no... I can't put together any sort of reason apart from just being evil that they're making pies out of children. Yeah. Is I it mean, just what they do? There's nothing in here that gives you any indication of why this could this this is what they're up to there's yeah and with mm. them dead you can't ask them i guess unless you've got some kind of spell later on i'll go check out their icor yeah okay cool cool i think you get to a point um morley and american as you bring him down and ismark sees uh you bring down these kids and this is when he finally realizes that uh the sort of the severity um and uh he sees the girl um being carried by morley goes oh oh myrtle no oh Myrtle, oh no um he clearly knows her by name this is a face he recognizes um and the little girl looks up upon hearing her name and sees ismark and there's just like this massive smile on her face and she kind of starts reaching out um towards towards ismark and ismark his, his He's fighting back tears as he approaches Morley and just says, um, may, I, may I take her, please? Morley, judging that she's happy to see him. Of course, of course. Yeah. Just hands her, hands her across. Um, and really... There you go. Takes my hat back. Really <laughs> solemnly, he takes... He's so gentle. You've never seen him this gentle before. Like, takes Myrtle off out of your arms holds on to her and just a, a tear starts rolling down his cheek as he walks down the stairs to the ground floor. Um, and I think, American, you're kind of probably going to follow suit. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, you, you follow and Ismark gets to the door, uh, to the ground floor door and just calls out softly towards Irina 
and Irina pokes her head out of the carriage, which has been parked close to this windmill now. She sees um, young Myrtle as well, and her face is just so shocked. Um, and she just, in a one swift movement, the door to the carriage is open. She is running towards Myrtle, um, and then sees the young boy in your arms, American, um, and sees that Ismark is looking after Myrtle and just comes running towards um, towards you. And, and it's just all about making sure that this young boy is okay. And the young boy trying to hold back tears is, I'm all right, Irina, I'm, I'm okay, Irina, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, don't worry. Um, and you kind of help put the young boy and the young girl into the carriage along with um, Irina and Ismark. Um, is there anything else happening inside this windmill? I'm just doing my um, investigation, but once that's over, yeah, that's me. Okay, cool. Loris, what are you up to? Um, <clears throat> obviously, I was helping Bill move and cover cover these bodies, but now all the kids have been found. Mm. Um, the thought crosses my mind: maybe we need to to destroy the mill so it, it doesn't assist in um, making more pies and and sort of continuing this process. But I'm no, not going to say wasn't the, the mill pie. was an evil. Ah, to be clear, it's, it's, it's the, the mill was not possessed. I'm just saying the it was, it was 10 people mind. into making non-child pies. Possibly, but, you know, there are still these pies. I'm, I, I actually also did think that I might just pocket a few of these pies, pies while no one's watching. There are, like, a bunch of pies um, currently yeah. in that, in that oven. I'm stashing a few of them. Yeah. I, did, yeah. I did want to come back to the mill after dropping the children off to the carriage mm-hmm. and tell my fellows that, I think that these these pies may be made of children. I think that's probably safe to assume these evil hags were doing that. And I think we we need to respect respectfully destroy these pies in the manner one would a, a body. They need to be laid Decent. to rest. We need to lay these pies to rest. <laughs> um, yeah, they're I not really just pies, are they? They're, they're it's, child it's a corpses. Sad, this is this is. It makes me ill to think that these women were doing this. It's, it's disgusting. It's horrible, and I mourn the death of these children. It's just come into my mind. I'm not saying it out loud, but I ate one of these pies. Two of them. You ate two. Of them. You ate two of them. Two d- delicious pies. They were. Oh, well, Brian. They were delicious. Oh, Brian, no. Um, oh, Brian. Well, oh, I, dear. while I like the idea of heading back in and and letting people know this, American, I do need to give Loris the chance to do something while you were delivering these children. That's fair enough. That's the, fair enough. To the yeah. carriage. I, I think the, these these thoughts are passing through. I'm I'm, I'm going to stash. Um, I'm going to grab five of these pies and just sort of stash them away, wrap them up in whatever I can find. I guess I've got some cloths yeah. in, my, in my pouch. I'm just going to satchel them all up and put them on my bag um, for later. Yeah. Um, I'm contemplating setting the, the governor light, but I'm not going to just yet because, well, you know, it would seem overly destructive. But um, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. Protect the shaft. Just pause it. Protect the shaft. That's Protect the shaft, yeah. My the, life the shaft mission. is important. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really don't want to hurt American by just destroying the shaft. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Clearly, clearly that would be bad. Yeah. So I'm just going to wait for a moment because obviously there's a fair bit going on. I'm just kind of watching. Everything seems okay. Nothing's terribly jumping out of the walls, but I'm just going to sort of, you know, grab a few of these fires. Sure. So you leave about seven in the. There was 12 total. You've taken five of them. You've left about yeah. seven in this oven. The oven's still going, um, and but the pies do look like they're starting to get a little burnt, like they've been there a little Is too it long. possible to crank the, the heat up on the oven just so they burn to a crisp? 
Uh, it's not an electrical like, is there one, any but you can throw or... some. Um, you can throw yeah. some more wood yeah. in to really get this thing going. All right, I'll chuck a few bones in there. I'll chuck a few extra logs. If there's some a pile of wood or, or you know sort of, sort of chuck a few logs on the fire and and so just basically burns them to a crisp. Yeah, okay. Did, did you do that in response to what I said, or did you start doing that before I came in and said the thing? Pre. Right, so okay. American, you'd come, so, you'd come in, you'd come back into this um, ground floor of this windmill now, and you're seeing Loris throwing these uh, bits of wood into the oven to try and really get that oven cooking. And you can see that the... You take one look in, and there's half an oven full of these pies at this point. Okay. Well, I'm sure I wouldn't have known how many pies there were at yeah. the time. I probably would not have noticed such a detail. So I'm just sure. going to assume <clears throat> that he is trying to be respectful to the to the uh, poor dead children and, and burn them. And I'm going to I'm going to nod at him and sort of repeat what I said before about how this is the right thing to do to show respect. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm going to be like, oh, that's a good idea, Loris. And I'm going to pull out my. I think I've got two pies left. Mm. And I'm going to throw them into the fireplace. Okay. And as I do, I'm going to start feeling a bit ill. <laughs> I'm going to say an elvish prayer over the the poor pies. <laughs> the child pies. I'm going to pray for the child pies. May the spirits return and, and become whole again. Mm. And in the background, I'm vomiting into <laughs> Oh, Brian. Barrel of icor. Yeah, for oh, any, for Brian, Brian ate the children. For anyone who, <laughs> for anyone who just doesn't know, icor is basically that watery fluid that comes out of wounds. So there is like this Ew. big barrel of that Ooh. just sitting. Oh, that's not what icor is, is it? That's what. That's, that's what. Yeah, that's placental fluid. Oh, that's. Yeah. It's also the same. Oh, wounds. wounds. I thought you said wounds. No, no, wounded. <laughs> wounds. wounds. <laughs> Okay, yeah. wounds. Oh, that's Icor. Yeah, oh, I thought yeah. it was just all foul, whatever foul. Yeah. There's that specific. I think it's. I think it's Ica, and I think it's um, like basically internal fluids that yeah. are leaking out. That's not specifically like blood or yeah. anything. Yeah. It could right. be like weeping Yeah, like a, yeah. Ew. I can Why be bile as well. So it's basically just a big I, barrel of this disgusting. I don't fluid. like it. Um, now it's also oh, yeah, it's like made by my creature fluid. Mm. I guess when you're making human people. Pies, you know, a bit of bodily fluids is used for lard. Um, uh, yeah, well, well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All his face. I don't. Just <laughs> like greasing up a saucepan or something. Yeah, it seems reasonable, you right? You could just yeah. use the child's fat for that. You could. That's actually. what lard is. You know, a funny, funny definition of reasonable, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how gross. Yeah. How gross. Um, just while. Oh, sorry, Bill. Sorry, I was just going to say, just while all of that stuff's happening, after I've finished, like, I was helping Loris put the put these things, uh, hide these things away. Mm. Um, but I'm just going to do a quick, just mm-hmm. a quick little search of their bodies, just to make sure they're not carrying anything. That's that's cool. Yeah. The um, <laughs> the only thing just, that- I happened I happened across a, a sack of gold <laughs> that they happened to have on their person as I was putting them down. That, that kind of thing. Yeah, cool. The only thing that you find on them, because obviously they're, they're not going to be like sitting at home with all of their gear on them. The only thing that you can find was uh, inside one of the pockets on Morgantha's clothing. Um, and it's just a small black gem. Um, but you've got, it's not a gem that you've seen before. Uh, and you can't really, give me, give me an Arcana roll. Sure. Um, 
Hey, uh, Baron, what do you think about this gem? Yeah. Can we maybe put our heads together and see if we can work this out? Sure, maybe I can help. Yeah, yeah, so roll with advantage then, uh, Phil. Um, I rolled a 10 plus 2. Yeah, you're not you're not too sure. You're not too sure. It doesn't look like uh, something that has... The only thing that you can really figure out, it doesn't look like it's been mined. It doesn't look like it's something you'd find in any natural rock. It looks like a gem that may have been created somehow. That's all you can really cool. pick. Is that like a this. kidney stone or something, Bill? <laughs> uh, maybe. It's pretty gross if it is. Yeah. I hope not. It definitely um, has like a like a this ominous kind of feel to it. What shape is it? Uh, it's almost like uh, an uh, elongated sphere. Mm. An oval. Like a cylinder but, or an oval? Like an oval, but in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> a turd shape. <laughs> Let's go with that. Uh, that's, a, sure. that's a soft serve. <laughs> it's a soft serve shape. <laughs> it's just um, like sorry, I just... I just isn't it? <laughs> You, you started detailing it, but I didn't mean to go downstairs just yet. Oh, wait, Morganthus upstairs. Never mind. Um, I just want to do a quick recce yeah. up and down, make sure everything's kosher. Yeah, you, you head upstairs uh, and you see, like, um, everything that you saw as a frog earlier. You see the crates that you bounced over and you see the bed over in the corner. Um, can you give me a perception roll? Sure. I take the first one. Yeah, cool. Uh, I rolled a seven plus four. Cool. You see, the, like, the beds do not look comfortable at all. They don't look like they've been really used for sleeping. And as you go past, something sort of catches your eye. Um, and you notice that uh, sort of stuffed within the sides of these straw mattresses um, are just a few, like, cheap bits of jewellery. Um, and you think you'd probably get a little bit for them if you were to sell them, maybe, like... 150 gold pieces worth of jewellery just sort of tucked away within these mattress, this mattress. Just 150? That's 15 times more than Morley asked for our entire <laughs> campaign. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be fair. It's just Morley, cheap jewellery, all right? It's just cheap jewellery. Look, it's 150 pies worth uh, of jewellery. We, we, okay? we all know Morley's negotiation tactics were not good. <laughs> yeah. That's a well-established fact. Um, okay. And, and I assume that is the full extent of everything that is here, and yeah, we you, never need to check it again. <laughs> you poke your head up into the attic again, and you see just like the um, the dirt with where the sword was, and that is no longer there, which is news to you. <clears throat> the That's, dirt is not there. No, the, 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 what, where you saw that blade, or the handle uh. of that blade. That's not there anymore, and that's news to you, right? You didn't. I don't think that is news to me specifically. I think I saw. Oh, Morley did you? Had okay. It. Yeah, I, th I think I even commented on it. Oh, okay, but... cool. Okay, okay, and and you see like oh, the that's small... right. That's Morley must have that sword. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you see, uh, like this little uh, brooch and a little cap that belongs to some kid somewhere, I guess. But there's nothing else up in that attic other than that broken crate that you um, broke out of. Okay, time to let somebody else do things. Cool. As I, as I walk down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so, what, what, so we've got Mirican, Morley, uh, Loris, and Baron all just chilling out in the ground floor of this Chilling thing. out? Holding a funeral for the child, pies. Did I say I'm chilling out? I mean I'm holding a funeral for the child, by pies. the murder. The murder of the young children. My eyes are mm. streaming. I'm absolutely distraught thinking of all the murders these hags committed. I'm livid. I will mourn these children properly. 
Oh, my head was sad. I was just taking a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're just chilling out. <laughs> In other words, I'm chilling out. Mm. So do you, do you have the um, the hilt of this blade like on your hip? Like, is it visible to everybody? Or yeah, okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's probably under my admiral's coat. Hey, no. Um, okay. Mm. So you can <laughs> probably catch a glimpse actually, of it. You said it was. That's interesting. That is actually the rank of Captain to Admiral. <laughs> this is an Admiral's coat. <laughs> yeah. It's the just coat a coat. It's, it's a Captain's coat. Why would Dress with the job you want, all right? Nailed it. Actually, that's a really good point. So, Morley, it is currently under your jacket, so it's not. Yeah. In view to, of everyone, uh, as oh, you yeah. maybe when I turn around, it just yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good a good thing to to know. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The prophecy, the prophecy of the blade. Hmm. What of that? Only there was no blade. <laughs> Wait, what? Bill, did you find a blade when you were looking upstairs? Nope. I could fit into it uh-uh. it's just a hilt what uh, does the hilt look like okay at this point i take it out cool have you given it a shake taking it out to see what it does of course i gave it a shake <laughs> I, gave it a, I gave it a slash and we gave it a, a wisp and uh i look at it i'm gonna so when i picked it up before it was kind of in the heat of battle but i did give it a little look right yeah. and on the top on the top of the hilt it was a smooth surface um, there wasn't an indentation like this is where a braid blade has broken. Oh off. no! Like it looks like there uh, there is like an indentation for where there was once a blade. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Oh okay. Oh. Um, yeah. Is it a broken kind of thing, or is it like it's come off in one clean? It looks like piece. You, you, it looks like there's like there's no remains of the blade there. It is just an indentation where once a blade was held. Mm. Yeah. But it's a pretty special looking hilt, right? Um, and the weirdest thing happens when you hold it up and you show it, um, sort of hold it up and everyone takes a look at it, you just feel an insane amount of pride coming from that hilt. It's not your pride that you're feeling. You're the only one that feels this, by the way. But this hilt in your hands is very proud. <laughs> it's a very proud hilt. This you know, just to look upon it now, I just, I think about the sword and the blade that was once here. And I've nothing but the greatest of respect. When, when you mention the blade, because you mentioned the, the blade there, um, you get from the hilt a sense of kind of uh, apathy. The, the hilt doesn't care about its missing blade. I'm having a lot of feelings right now, and I can't explain them all here. But yeah. do you need a hug, Molly? What's going on? I don't here? need a hug. I don't need a hug. Uh, I just want to. Has anyone? Uh, actually, I'm going to take out kind of like a like a piece of food mm-hmm. from my little food food sack where I keep my food in a little cloth, mm-hmm. cheese, and I'm going to toss a piece of food up in the air. And I'm just going to kind of swish the blade at this piece of food. You know, like Tiger Woods did in that Nike commercial ages ago. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, you yeah. toss it into the air and you swipe at it as if there was a blade uh, attached to that hilt. Um, and the food just drops down onto the ground. What were you expecting, Willie? Really? <laughs> I, I don't know, Loris, but I've seen some funny things in this land here. And I thought maybe I was due one more. Mm. <laughs> 
could it, it could very well be a magical blade. I believe the prophecy said it was a blade of light or something. It might might it probably is magical. Maybe maybe we just need to examine it more. What kind what's, of sword do you think it is? What's that thing? Like a saber? Wait, it looks like a it looks like a long sword to me. Just mm. looks yeah yeah. Okay. It's got it's got the hilt of what. What, a, what is it you're always saying, Loris? You're always singing. Bring the light or something, aren't you? Oh, this was the, the mace. This thing. Yeah. Some sort of whispering. <laughs> yeah, I, I whisper its name and it lights up. Mm. Come on, little sword. Show yourself. <laughs> Show yourself. <laughs> Molly, Molly just starts whispering to the hilt. Come on, little sword. Come out now. Um, Come out, little sword. You're getting like more emotions from this sword now, um, almost like it's laughing. It's like a, it's like it's a like a joy that this hilt is is uh, experiencing at this point. Come on now, you can do it. Get out there. Show them what you got. Show them your stuff. <laughs> Let's see the shot. <laughs> that. Start rubbing the. <laughs> Come on now, you can do it. Oh. Well, now, now it's just feeling embarrassed. It's like you just go, yeah. yeah. It turns oh, it's just shy. Who's looking at? Oh. <laughs> Don't everyone look? It won't come out if you're looking. Should we all turn around? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should stop looking at it. It's feeling uh, embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> Can I have a look at your um, your sword, your sword handle? <laughs> you may, Matt. Is Can it? I just say, mm. if you feel its implosion over this whole thing, and I toss him the hilt. Oh, I was just going to look. Okay, I'll attempt to catch it. <coughs> no. Yeah, you don't no, have to roll point is catching okay. things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> does it look like there's any sort of inscription or anything no. sort of magical... They're emblazoned Nothing. on like one side of the hilt because it's a beautiful platinum hilt and guard, and it's just got the design of like an engraved sun um, on the sort of the hilt. Oh, yeah, a sun. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a, a hint, Morley. Maybe if we put it in the sunlight. Well, yes, I was going to take it to a swordsmith, and, and I was obviously, obviously, I was going to, you know, put it in some light later. There's not much light. In this country, I don't know how we really do that. Maybe if we get a magnifying glass or something. <laughs> I, I, I've, got an, I've got a thought. Uh, I'm feeling pretty psychic today, actually. I could perhaps use a divination spell to try and locate the blade if it is around here. What is your... Do you have to have seen the thing that you're trying to find? So here's the problem with it. it, it so I'll read it to yeah, you. please. It can describe describe or name an object that is familiar to you. So, or it can locate the nearest object of a particular kind. So, that is open to interpretation. If I could say like the blade of a sword, but yeah. then like if it's unattached specifically, like an unattached blade <laughs> of a sword, because otherwise I've just got to sense everyone's that's right, that's right <laughs> weapons in this room. Hmm. Mm. A lone blade. A lone blade. Yeah. Up to you, DM. I mean, you're welcome to give it a try. I feel like it won't work <laughs> so anyway. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. yeah, it's like it's not going to work. It's actually not going to work. <laughs> well, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't want to get you to not do something that mm -hmm. might be good. 
and I don't want to. <laughs> but it won't be. There's a good chance that yeah. something could potentially happen. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Well, at least I'll, I'll do um, it. I'll, I want to take. I want to take the hilt and experience holding it for myself. Okay. While I do so, and I'm going to close my eyes and think about a blade, an unattached blade. Um, okay. So the first thing that happens, and it's, it's the same thing that happened uh, for you briefly as well, Baron, is for a moment, both of you, when you held this thing, it felt like there was some kind of emotion from what was in your hand for both times. So, Baron, you were getting mm. sort of like this remain, like this almost this waning of this joy coming from this thing, from this hilt. And by the time Mirican, by the time you handed it over, Mirican, you felt um, like a curiosity coming from this hilt. Oh, my spirits. I feel I am communing emotionally with this blade. (laughs) Has anyone else felt emotions coming out of this object? Yes. Yeah. This is weird. And you didn't say anything. This is clearly a magical artifact. You didn't say anything. Why would you not say anything? You said I was... I said I was feeling things that I couldn't explain. I thought you were feeling grief for the death of the children. That too, but <laughs> I could explain that. This The sword was, well, the hilt, it was, it was more mysterious to me in nature. It's emoting to me. <laughs> I'm communing with the hilt. Incredible. It's own, own feelings. Oh my God. Um, it's alive. And with you saying this, with it, uh, it starts, you, again, American, you're feeling this pride coming from this hilt as well now um so you wanted to try and find a blade is that a spell that you cast what do we what is this it is it is called locate object it is a level two divination spell right and it only has a range of a thousand feet yeah so it has to be in this area um and it will definitely reveal something i'm sure of it well it's a vocal it's a (laughs) there is a vocal component to this so uh, I'm assuming you're describing you're, you're describing this thing out loud. Are you? Is that what you're doing, or is it just a, a, a word that you do while thinking about the object? I'm gonna I'm gonna be like Morley, and I'm gonna whisper to it. Okay. Be like, where is your blade, my darling? Where is your blade? Mm. Um, and you you cast the spell, and you're feeling like you're not getting any direction. There's there's it doesn't seem to be pointing you in any direction. But not only that, but the the hilt itself is just exuding this feeling of apathy, like like it doesn't like it doesn't care. Oh, this seems strange to say, but I don't think this hilt really cares if it's got a blade or not, and it's certainly nowhere around us. You think it's a teenager? <laughs> very moody very moody this hilt I felt all things all at once American, so <sighs> Maybe it I'll take it back now I think Morley wants it back now mm. okay. i take it back I, perhaps there's someone we'll encounter later down the road that can shed some light on the subject alright mm. it's yours can someone help me stuff these old hags into this oven <laughs> oh, with pleasure. There we go. I'll do it. There we go. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lawrence. Would oh, it have been if we made pies out of them? I will oh, let you spend the next day rolls. just making pies, <laughs> if that is how you want. We don't need to make pies, but, but burning corpses, is, is I'm all up for that. I think the it would be a poetic end for them. Yeah. Mm. The fire needs an extra few logs, so why not burn hags? It's all good. Cool. Yeah, you're definitely not doing this for fun. 
No, that's necessity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if, if one um, must enjoy what one must do, then one must do it, right? Yeah. It's, it's fair. It's Laura's do logic. It. Yeah. <laughs> live life. <laughs> live life. Do what happens. One must do what happens. <laughs> He's uh, doing what happens. I think and the, what happens is head get burned. Yeah, I think. Do what do. <laughs> do what do. <laughs> I think the moment you mentioned this, Baron, like, Loris, like, is agreeing, but he's already two steps up the stairs. Like, yeah. <laughs> heading to one down with a stack of hags. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they do deserve it. Yeah, do you want to yeah. explain, Loris? Do you want to detail what you're doing here? Um. So, yeah, so. The hags are upstairs, eh? Yeah. Well, they're downstairs. No, they're upstairs. Yeah. So upstairs. So literally, as um, Baron is just kind of going, "Hey, what? He'd be a great idea if we just burn the hags." I'm, I'm upstairs, literally, just one over each shoulder. I'm coming downstairs and just dumping them in front of the fire, um, ready to go. Um, I'll hold it open for you. If you're holding it open, I'm just going to grab them and fold these things into like little squares and just <laughs> push them and push them in. Okay. Like, yeah. So, so the first one's getting folded, and then I'm going to find that think that maybe that was a bit difficult. So I'm just going to start peeling limbs off these things and them. I imagine it's like a oh, oh my god, <laughs> like a banana. Yeah. So <laughs> one arm gets off. wrenched, chucked in. Next arm wrenched, head wrenched. That's off the second one. The oh first one broccoli. gets folded into a square and just chucked into the like front. like carving a turkey with your bare hands. <laughs> yeah. Morley, I am going to watch morbidly curious. I was going to say, Morley, Mirakim, Bill, even Baron, are you just watching the barbarian? It was a Baron's idea. Yeah, literally to just remembering <laughs> and pushing into the fireplace. The the smoke coming up and out of the oven at this point is just <laughs> is just black smoke, and it's just acrid. It is it is like it smells like death it's kind of burning your eyes a little bit if they're all just watching it's I'm going to turn around and say can you get yeah. the old one as well wait sorry Bill what was that it's too fucking good of an end for them <laughs> they deserve everything I, they I agree mm-hmm. but I also want to say while he's doing that am I able to do a perception check to see if I can see the fact that he's taken five whole pies because I think that's quite a lot of pies to be held on a person without someone noticing um, I guess the question is, are you specifically looking for that? I am. I'm watching him burn the bodies, so I am specifically watching him. Give yes. me, give me a perception check then. I kind of hope that I don't notice. <laughs> well, he's got, well, I don't want to know. He's got one on each ear. Oh, like what a relief! Like. Wait, wait, wait. That's that's not the end of the roll. Dave, oh. I need to just get a d20. I will give it a stealth. No, sleight of hand. Oh. Give me a sleight of hand check oh. to see how sleight well you oh. kind of tuck them away. All right. and we're gonna, just so people know, sleight I rolled a, a 6 plus 4, so yes. only a 10. So I rolled a 17 plus 1. It's 18. Okay, so yeah, no, you don't notice. You don't notice. He's tucked them away. I'm so relieved. <laughs> He's tucked them <laughs> away. I hate the bod. Yeah. Yeah, the there's upstairs. plenty of room to hide pies on my dead body, right? Barely make it Drama avoided. I think yeah. while all of the smoke is going up, um, Isma kind of looks into the door, sees the absolute carnage uh, that is happening in there. Like, he's seeing, like, arms and legs being torn off these bodies and thrown in, and everyone's basically going... Kill the hex! Yay! <laughs> Burn him! Um, and Ismark just, just kind of raises his eyebrows and just backs out. And uh, you can hear him sort of, oh, I think they're going to need another minute or two. 
um, to, <laughs> to Irina. It's a lot more somber than that. It's done with respect. The evil emotions onto yeah, yeah. the players. It's totally done with respect, okay? Like, there's, oh, right, there's okay. no okay. gleeful joy. The NPCs done. are always somber, and we're always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Merrigan's dancing a jig in the corner. She just loves seeing limbs being pulled off. From chilling to doing a jig. Yeah. Loris has, Loris has back. All right, okay. I will respect. Okay, you're right. I, I haven't respected. So, so my the, back the is turned to everyone, so no one can actually see the, the live smile on my face. So, as far as they're concerned, I'm doing this. I'm doing this seriously, okay? So, mm-hmm. like, I'm yeah. not dancing around like an absolute. Troll, yeah. I have a huge smile on my face because I'm enjoying what I'm doing, yeah. But it looks like I'm doing it seriously, yeah. Okay, so I think I think it's it's a decent this is going to take a while. This is like half an hour of literally yeah. slowly feeding these things in and just the thoughts, um, going through all of your heads about how many kids have, have suffered this fate, um, mm-hmm. how many the, the two that you've saved, but how many now will be saved because of it, um. How many, how many kids uh, have have left Barovia or been gone have gone missing that have been fed back to the people of Barovia, maybe even their oh, own parents, crazy. and all of these emotions going through your head while you're just torching and ending this cycle, Molly. I'd like to approach Ismark actually, and I'd like to just very sternly approach him and say, "Did you know? Did you know what was going on?" So I think you've you've excused yourself from the room and you've met up with Ismark outside, um, and Ismark uh, just says, "I I had no idea. There's no way I would have allowed the thing that kind of stuff to go on if I had known." Where did you think these pies were coming from, Ismark? A pie maker? Why would I assume that pies would have kids in them? Why would? Wh- the th- did you think pies have kids when you eat a pie? A couple of days. No, but we've been here, you know, a couple of days and we've seen children being taken from their homes in exchange for pies. It seems odd to me the burgomaster of the town had no idea that something was afoot. There's a, there's a chance that my father knew. You're right. I, I don't know what my father did or didn't know. Um, I'm, all I can say is I, I did not know. I had no idea this kind of thing was going on. I would have been in a, a bigger hurry to get here and, and end the lives of those women if I had known. Can I, can I see if he's lying? Can I? Yeah, give me an insight check. Get him, Morley. <laughs> Go, Morley, the truth seeker. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think I'll be seeking much truth with a five. Uh, with a roll of a five, you, you, you just, it's, you're taking his word for it. You don't have any reason to suspect he's not telling the truth. Yeah. yeah. I take it your word is Mark, but... It's disgusting to think what was going on all this time. I'm sorry to have accused you, but I want to get to the bottom of this. Um, yeah, uh, and Ismark is kind of lost in thought. And he says, I, I, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with these children. Do I take them back to the parents, the ones that gave them over for, for just so they could get their fix? I don't even know if They're the kids fixed. would want to go back. You have some sort of agency or something in Barovia that might take these children into their care. We could take them back to Barovia. We could uh, take them to Vallaki. Uh, hopefully give them a new life. I mean, you've seen Barovia. Is Vallaki any better? 
Yeah, I've, from what I've heard, uh, Velucky is a lot, lot safer. That's why. I mean, that's why we're Ismark. taking. That's why we're taking Irina there, right? I want you to take. I want you. To, I want you to make me a promise, Mark. When we've fulfilled our contracts, mm-hmm. I want you to take my share of the payment. And I want you to put it towards these children. Safe place to stay and an education and all of the food and warmth and that sort of thing that they need. Do you have my word, Molly? Absolutely. Leave it at that. There's two gold pieces in a jacket. If I overheard that, I would have been moved. I would have been moved by yeah. that. Yeah, that's exactly it was a, sort of thing. It was a moving speech for for two gold pieces. Yeah, um, I don't know if you've no, got I, inspiration, um, Morley, but uh, if you don't, then oh. just give yourself a point of inspiration, please. Touching. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. and this whole thing with him being addicted—that's that was my problem with the Burgermaster to begin with, not caring that uh, people were being um, horribly addicted by these pies, just thinking it was funny. So says the man who went back for seconds. <laughs> I didn't know it did anything at that's that true, point. That is true. That no, is true. you um, and I was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a man. He blames um, booze. And he also didn't trade a child for the pie. I mean, so no, yeah, no problems there. Yeah, and I'm not true. in charge of the town. <laughs> that's true. Yep. Hey, that is true. I'm on your side. You are in charge of this windmill. You are in charge of the windmill. That's yeah. a good Dude, point. Burn it. You do own um, the windmill. I'm going to write on the front door, probably a baron, Byron, <laughs> no entry. Okay. That should keep witches and stuff out, no problem. Well, it looks like a good fixer-upper. <laughs> are we going to Are we gonna stay here outside overnight, or are we going straight to Velaki? We need to get these children away from this place. Uh, I don't well, think we need to I, stay here. I think the place is safe with us for now. Wow. Their minds and their memory are not. Mm-hmm. I just want to bath, honestly. Let's go. Right. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you guys are, are ready to head out, we can we can definitely get on the road to Velaki. Did we put Morgantha's body into the fire? <laughs> yeah, in that half hour, you destroyed. Just, just all making bodies. sure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just making sure. Yeah, I want to make every sure last morsel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't be do, can't be seen doing a half-assed job. I've got to complete. Loris pulls out a leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not eating hag. That shit, that, that, no, no. No. I have standards. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Uh, so, are we heading on the road to Velaki? Let's do it. Let's get these kids to safety and arena, of course. Yeah. It okay. occurs to me that uh, the priest mentioned a monastery. I wonder if they, they would surely know how to look after these children or a suitable place for them. Mm, really? A religious <laughs> institution caring for children? How ludicrous. Well, depends which religion. But, <laughs> Generally, uh, they are there to do good for the people. I don't think it's crazy so. and out of left field to say so. Really? But okay. <laughs> so that's a no colors. from Loris. <laughs> um, well, is is oh. Mark? What do you know of this this monastery? I know you don't know a lot about it, but is it is it like a um, boys only kind of dearly? Is it? I uh, I know it by name co-ed? only. Literally, the only thing I know about it is by name. The fact that uh, uh, Father Donovich believes it to be safe. Uh, sure. 
I, I can only take his word. He did believe keeping his son, who was a vampire spawn, <laughs> under his church as safe as well, though. Yeah, his, 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 his judgment safe. is his certainly judgment in question. I, I, <laughs> I don't think he thought um, everyone should have one. I don't think he was like, this is what you're going to do. Yeah, he wasn't like, I've made a great no, life decision yeah. and I'm loving this. He wasn't advertising <laughs> But he thought his decision was sound, which it clearly wasn't. Uh, I'm just going to uh, no, close he knew, my eyes. He knew it wasn't sound. He was doing it out of out of love for his son. Mm. He knew it was the wrong his thing. Mm. Um, anyway, the, the monastery is past the lucky if... Mm. Uh, if Bartholdonovich is correct, so mm. we may as well go straight to Valaki and, and learn more about it. Yeah, it's and it's, it is getting late into the day. It seems like uh, it's it's like maybe an hour or two away from sunset at this point. So the sun is quite what you can see of where the light is coming from. The sun must be quite low in the sky at this point. Um, strangely, that means you may have lost a. Uh, quite a bit of time while unconscious before the whole frog escape. So you kind of lost a few hours there. Um, and it's looking to be, yeah, definitely like the day is starting to wrap up. So let's put you onto the, um, the map uh, area. Uh, question, DM. Yep. When Strahd confronted us, mm-hmm. that was daytime, right? That was. That was daytime. Okay. Good to know. Okay, cool. It was about midday, basically, when you confronted Strahd on the road. So you've, you guys have had a right. lot in your day so far. Um, yes, to put it mildly. Mind <laughs> shattered. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think that's a good thing to sort of understand, like the fatigue in your bodies right now, the, the fight against Strad, the journey, um, half a day's journey across this, uh, town, like this land to get to this windmill, um, multiple fights with these, these women, a body-changing experience as you all became frogs, uh, and then now having burnt these bodies, just the absolute mental uh, fatigue you've had of processing the contents of these pies and, and everything that that mm. is, basically. Um, what I am going to let you know, as you all get into the car- Loris, whereabouts are you going to get into in this carriage? Oh, crap. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm just going to jump into the back because I'm feeling fairly wrecked mm. and physically, like, I'm cut and bruised all over the place. Like, I'm so close to falling over dead, it's not funny. Mm. Um, so I'm literally just going to, like, feeling quite proud but actually quite tired and just realising how naked I am. I'm just going to crawl into the back of the um, carriage and just going to... Yeah, yeah. You get you get into the back and you see Irina uh, up against on one of the seats, up against one of the sides, with uh, a kid under each arm. She's just holding on to these two kids. Uh, she's looking after these kids. How about the rest of you? Where are the rest of you going to be sitting? It's going to be quite a tight fit in this carriage. So good luck finding room with me sprawled out on the back end of the yeah. carriage. See man spreading. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Man spreading all spreading. over the place. It's way Barb's. worse. <laughs> Barb's <barfish>. yeah. <laughs> Goliath bath, bath, bath. Well, I guess oh, I'll go on the on the front. It can take three up front, eh? Uh, yeah, it can take it can take it can take three up front. There's going to be two yeah. kids: uh, Ismark, Irina, uh, Loris in the back. At this point, you could probably fit another one in the back and three up the front. I'll go up the front. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm going to uh, just approach Irina and say. I did pretty well in there. I just want you to know that. And then I'm going to make my way to the front. <laughs> wow. Give me, a, give me a charisma roll. Just a standard charisma. <laughs> Good. <laughs> wow. I'm trying, to impress, I'm trying to hit on Ismark's sister, man. Come on. Uh, 
uh, sorry, I'm locking up here. That's all right. <laughs> Under the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that? 12 plus 14. 2? Nice. 14. Nice. Um, Irina yeah. looks up and she's she looks quite upset and she looks up at you and she hears what you've said and she just gives you just like a small smile um, before just sort of focusing <laughs> back on these on these kids. You're like, yeah. That one landed. Yeah. I just... <laughs> I just, I just moved to the front okay. like a pie in the face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, who, who, so is it Baron or Bill? 14, no what? I, I don't know. Is it going to be Baron or Bill that's going to jump in the back? Uh, I'm going on the front. You're at the front. Okay. So, I'll, I'll jump in the back. Okay, Bill. Bill, you notice the smell of pies coming off Loris. You now being Over the rest of us think. In the, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. No, nothing smells better than my stench. <laughs> if literally everything up. smells better. These, these. I mean, it's cooked baked goods, right? These pastries. They, um, they've just been recently brought out of the oven, and they're filling up the back of this carriage with a with the aroma of pie. It's something you are noticing. Um, and the carriage starts off down the road. I cast a spell. You cast. It's called mess. It's called message. Okay. And I reach into <laughs> Loris's mind. And they say, um, why do you smell like pies? <laughs> <laughs> can I respond? Do I respond? Just yeah. you can respond. You can respond. So, yeah. It's, so it's like it's like one message each. So literally Loris's response, because it's kind of semi comatose. It's like, mm, pie. And that's it. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> that's it. You smell like pies. What the fuck? And Loris. And Loris. Loris is just going to go to sleep. Uh, like Homer. Yeah, okay. Uh, Bill rouses him <laughs> by grabbing him. <laughs> oh, what? Um, and Ismark is very much paying attention here. Um, and he's kind of smelling himself at first because there was a lot of smoke in that bottom floor. But he notices <clears throat> that smell is definitely coming from I, Loris. I, I give Loris a look like, dude, what the fuck? But without saying anything. And then I say, I'm not going to ask again. Why? Why? What I why just pie? asked you. Why? Why do I smell like pie? Yes. So Loris just reaches into his bag and pulls out the five pies or one of the pies that, he's, that he had. Because I took a couple. Get rid of them. And Ismark is like putting his hand over <clears throat> one of the kids' eyes and Irina is doing the same. And they're just trying to turn these kids away. And Ismark is just like, get rid of them okay so loris is basically grabs the two that he's pulled out of his hands and tosses them out of the back of the carriage just give me a deception check just a standard deception roll bill give me a perception check and um is mark's gonna do the same um deception roll of 17 uh perception 13 9 plus 4. Okay. So let's bring up his marks. Sheep. What has he got? All right. He has rolled a total of 18. So what did you roll? A deception of 17. Um, yeah, rolled 17. Ismark can clearly see one, at least one more pie on you. Um, and Ismark looks over to Bill and he just pulls, starts unsheathing his sword. Oh, dude, Ismark, that's not fair. <clears throat> Do I see um, that? I'll, I'll oh, go yeah, to, I'll like, go to stay his hand. You were seeing this, yeah. Okay. I'll go to stay so his hand and say, um, not cool, Loris. 
So seeing him pull his sword out, I grab my other the grab one of the other pies, just kind of oh shit! I look down and see one that's kind of sticking out. Grab the other one, go oh crap, and just toss it out without even really sort of looking. Just toss it that completely out, and sort of start doing the. So you've thrown out three, yeah? That's three, yeah. Thrown out three. So I start doing the kind of. I'm sure I had sure that's all of them. Trying to look as innocent as human as goliathly possible. Yeah. Find one more, and chuck that out. So that's four, and I go and I'm gonna look back. I'm pretty sure that's all I took. And Ismark just looks at you and says, Loris, I need you to be very, very honest with me right now. How many did you take? Well, I was kind of in a hurry. I grabbed... How many did you take? <laughs> I wasn't counting. Um, and he... I've, he, I've thrown four out. And he, I wasn't he, really counting. He, Hang on. He fights against Bill's hand and, and withdraws his short sword. And he puts the blade oh, up against him. your face and asks once more, how many did you take? Hang on, let me have a look in my bag and I'll see what's left. So I'm just going to rummage through my bag, <clears throat> rummage around, grab a piece of, like, find a broken, because obviously it's in the bottom of my bag, so that being broken a bit. Pull out what's left of what's kind of looks like a mushed up bit of pie. Oh, this is what's left. It's kind of crumbly and just turf that as well. <clears throat> That's all I've got. And I'm just show my bag, show my pouch, you know, whatever satchels. Yeah. And he places his sword back into, uh, sheathes his sword, basically, sheathes his sword. Um, and he looks at you and just says, Loris, what, what are you, what were you thinking? What are you? Uh, I, I grabbed them because I thought they could have been of, of use. They could have been worth something at some point. Ch pies made of children could be worth something to someone at some point for you. Well, clearly the hags had some use for them. Evil hags had some use for them, yes, to control <laughs> the people of Barovia. Yes, you're right. I, Bill, Bill, what do we do here? Um... Can we talk about this later when the kids are not around? Yeah. Um, Ismark kind of just rolls his eyes um, at that. Um, and it's just silent. There's silence in this carriage for, for a wee while. So the journey to Velaki is about three hours from the windmill. It's going to be about three hours. Um, I think in general it's going to be pretty quiet. An hour passes with no words coming from... Um, Irina, Ismark, or the children. Um, and the path leads down this hill uh, into this valley. And there's just a big forested area all around, sort of picks up around this trail. Um, every now and then you get like a little glimpse off to the right of um, a lake sort of past the trees. And when you see that lake, you also get a quick glimpse at this mountain range on the opposite side of this uh, lake as well. Um, and this mountain is also just covered in, in uh, trees and just climbs up to these, way off into the distance, the, these, this chilly mountain, uh, icy mountain range at the top. Okay, <laughs> you guys are on the road. It has been eerily, eerily quiet um, from the back of the carriage. The three up front, I don't know what you guys have been doing for the last hour, but it has been, you heard some yelling uh, and it has been oh. awkwardly quiet for a wee while. I don't know if that was something you wanted to... Um, is the sirenscape going? Don't make me turn this cat around. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if any of us would have noticed pies being flung out the side of the carriage. Out the back. Not the side back. <laughs> Just out the back. Left, left side. <laughs> over, the, over the children. Um, They'll be directly... <laughs> well, no, they're, they're at the front. They're going out the back. They're throwing yeah. at the kids' faces. Fuck children, you're only humans. <laughs> I'd eat a human. Well, it depends on which side. It depends on which side Loris is on, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. sitting at the back. 
I can hear the the sound of nature. Yeah, there's um, it's yeah, the sun is set and uh, sorry, the sun is um, yeah, set. It's set. The sun is set. Uh, some sounds out of these forests uh, from these. Uh, man, my words, my words right now, are not good. Let's start that one again. So the sun is set, and you can hear the cicadas and insects and or any wildlife sort of coming up out of the woods on either side of you, Bill. Um, I was just going to ask, like, what's the difference in light between it being daytime and nighttime? Like, is it notice? It's noticeable to us that it's changed to night. Oh, or is yeah, it? Yeah, like now there's no light. Um, before okay. there was. So it's like, like it's like an overcast day to a nighttime. That's correct. Yeah, you okay. you saw hints of the um, the clouds sort of reddening in the sky off to the the west, um, and then it just sort of really quickly went from just this overcast darkness dropping down to almost complete darkness. So Morley and uh, Mirican on the um, front of this carriage with their night vision can see ahead pretty well. Um, and I think, Baron, at this point, you're sort of sitting there in darkness, getting jostled around by the carriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bill and uh, Loris, I think at this point, what's, is Loris just fast asleep now? <laughs> okay, Loris has yeah. just been like... It's best was basically everyone's grumpy at him, so he's literally gone from lying on his back to lying on his side facing out the back of the carriage, so he's turned his back to everyone just to, to go to sleep. How are you sitting on a... I don't know how, like, it's a bass... Oh, I'm kind of lying it's... lying across the back and just kind of, like, propped up with one head on the side of that and my feet hit to the other end and just kind of rolled over. You can't take up that so, entire seat because Bill is sitting there as well. No, I want to lie across <laughs> the back. So, like, back of the carriage, I want to lie across it, not lengthwise, like, across the back. I, I can't picture this. So you're not on it's the seats. Fine. You're on top of the carriage. <laughs> not on the floor. <laughs> you're on just on the ground. The, you just yeah, on the floor. Uh, line, you just get off the chair and just flump down onto the oh ground God. in between Ismark and Bill. Sure, I'll put my head on Ismark's knee if that would be. Oh my God! Right, okay. I don't think he'll be amenable to that. Right. Let's just say Loris is asleep somewhere yeah, in the Loris carriage. Asleep. Doesn't matter yeah, where. Put, put me anywhere. I don't believe about shafts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> What's what's happening on the front? Anything? Any conversations happening on the front there? And we threw them overboard. <laughs> <laughs> Just telling stories. Yeah. And um, uh. Americans trying to pretend to have some kind of token interest in the story, um, but <laughs> she's just like every so often she'll just like think about the children and just start like weeping a little bit to herself. She's just like absolutely destroyed <clears throat> at the idea of all these children being murdered. Mm. Mm. And I imagine I'm stuck between these two, um, <laughs> holding the book, <laughs> trying to look like I'm reading, <laughs> yeah. having to read the same paragraph over and over. And it's also, have you got, so, have, you've cast light on like a small stick or something <clears throat> that's hanging off over the book mm. so, you can, yeah, so yeah. you can read from your, from your book. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, I think another half hour passes, um, and you can just hear um, wolves, wolves howling, sort of like every occasionally coming from um, either side of you. Basically, it says, Is it gonna, where are we? Oh, there's a real gentle, gentle wolf. Oh, I could hear one, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, did anyone hear that? Some kind of wolf. Mm. Have you ever seen a wolf before? I've never seen a wolf Aaron. before. <laughs> oh. I've never seen a wolf. Really? Yes, you have. We've killed some. <laughs> what? When did we kill wolves? <laughs> I believe it was one of the first days two? we met. Yeah, of like it was what? a very tragic incident for me. I'll have oh, you those know. wolves in that cave. Right I just thought of them as dogs. 
I had you pegged as an animal lover. Yes, that's why I say I was very upset at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. They were owned by goblins, so they were not nice. They were not. Oh, there it is again. They were going to murder us. Yeah. Um, maybe to hurry up. What I might get actually from both Mirican and Morley is just a perception roll. Okay. Oh, whoa! Net 20, bitch! Whoa! I, and I rolled a 14 plus 6 to get 20. Okay, so you both, Oh, man, our eyes are all over this. Yeah, and ears. You guys, I think it's because you've, you've heard these, a couple of these howlings, like, coming out of the woods, and you start eyeing up the, the trees on either side of this path, um, and both of you just sort of, you see little glints, little pairs of glints of light, little eyes peering out at you. Um, from either side of this trail um, as the horse and carriage just continues on the path past uh, what is most definitely some wolves within the woods. Well, I hope you got fucking good at killing wolves because you might need to be doing that again. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, the Baron, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't see anything. So that, so, so that might be a, an interesting thing to hear. Is that because I'm stuck in the middle? Well, you don't have night vision, right? You don't have dark vision? That's true. It is pitch black right now. You uh, you say there's wolves there? Wolvish eyes in them, their bushes. And he's just kind of pointing, like, because Molly can see them really well. And he's just pointing, you know, there and there and there. Let's see um, that, Baron. Um, no. But uh, maybe. Well, th- yeah, it's Gwent. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> do you think we're being hunted? Most likely. They may attack the horses. We have to be on guard. Is there anything that scares wolves? Fire. Fire. If only we had that fire combo that we wasted on that, that <laughs> swamp beast. Like set fire to the um, top fire of the stick. cart. Fire on a stick. Fire on a stick. Set fire to the top of the cart and we not learned our lesson. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hold up my cigarette. I think anything to... Can we light something? That ah, that's where I come in. <clears throat> I can expand that flame if you throw it in their direction. It might do enough to scare them off. Okay. Mm. I'll just give a good drag so I'm not wasting too much of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll flick it towards <laughs> yeah. the, the general direction. I can't see anything. You just... <laughs> and as you... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're just and as you do up. so, as as soon as it gets far enough away from the cart towards the wolves, I'm going to try and expand it. I'm just glad that it had been raining recently because you're just like wanting to basically set fire to the woods, right? <clears throat> I want to scare the horses. You I mean the <laughs> not the horses, <laughs> the wolves. The wolves. The wolves. Put the and cigarette. don't forget. I have the ability to ex- extinguish flames as well. I took care of that shaft, didn't I? <laughs> you sure did. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. It's one of my character's abilities. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, imagining the, the fire will go woof in the air and then ex- you know, it's out. Yeah, yeah. So you, you flick the cigarette out towards <clears throat> where Morley pointed out a couple of wolves. Um and Mirican, you see it toppled towards end, end over end towards these eyes in the woods, and you send your spell out to. Is it a spell or is it a cantrip? It's a cantrip. Use yeah. your cantrip, and this it just expands into this big fireball, um, and you hear uh, in return like one of these wolves just yelp um, and just take off into the into the woods. 
Um, and then you can hear from the other side of the um, track as it's now behind you, as you have, have, you know, you've moved on past them, you hear some growling from these wolves behind. Um, can I get uh, a witness? Can I get a witness? Can I get a, a roll of initiative from everybody, please? You know what? It's hard to buy cigarettes in Barovia. I haven't found a proper store, so yeah, does that, that include very, myself? Uh, Rogan, given I'm asleep. Uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get a roll of initiative anyway. Okay. Oh, sorry. That's well, <laughs> the party. We can't, well, we can't click on a token. Yeah, so on there. Just roll and I'll just... I fucked it up. I don't know how I'm going to add you all in. Oh, actually. roll a real dice thing. I rolled a 16 plus 3 for 19. Dice. I roll. I rolled a 6 plus 1, so 7. Uh, I'm just, I have to add everyone I rolled very poorly. Now. One second. So Loris, I rolled a 2 plus 3. Uh, Loris was 7. Murican, 2 plus 3. Yeah. Five. Is I, yep, I got that one. That was a nice easy one. That was a gimme. Uh, yeah. Wait. Didn't, <laughs> Come on. Uh, although it didn't, for some reason, add them on here. So seven. What were you, sorry, Bill? 19. Uh, 19 total. Okay, cool. Uh, and Morley at 16. Mm-hmm. Cool. And what did you get, uh, Baron? 15 plus 2. Uh, cool. Baron 17. Um, and we'll just get a roll. Uh, hey, is that going to enter? Cool. Uh, I, You know, this is always my favorite part, is when the podcast listeners and you beautiful viewers get to just listen to me umming and ahhing as I try and... <laughs> and also we add nothing while you do yeah, that. Yeah, it's We're just, just complete there, like, silence, you. yeah. Oh, I wonder yeah. how he's I like going. I wonder how he's going with that. Do you think he's clipped yeah. the token? I've got nothing know. to add. That's, that's fair. You're doing, a, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. That's yeah, that's what I asked for. That's that's fine. All good. You've done it. Okay, cool. So Is we that have, helpful? Yeah, that's perfect. At last. <laughs> okay, so... God, he's... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> as, as you hear the growling, you, um, both uh, Mirican and Morley, you look behind you and just see... Uh, Morley, on your side, you look back and just see six wolves just running alongside the cart at this point. They've just, you've seen them like uh, pull out of the woods and just are alongside the cart at the moment. And they're keeping pace uh, with the speed of the cart at this point. And Mirror, can you look off to the right and see the same? Just another six wolves just keeping pace by the side of the, the cart. Um, Bill, it's, uh, it's your turn. You're up first. And you've heard this uh, bit of a fireball happen outside the. Thing and it's sort of lit up outside one of the windows, and you peer out and you just see um, some wolves uh, with their teeth beard gnashing at the sides of the um, gnashing at the air next to the cart. Um, do they look like wolves that I've seen before? They yeah, they look like wolves. Yeah, they're wolves. Um, and I mean, you I don't know them by name. Um, you, haven't become, you haven't become acquainted <laughs> with them. <or> <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jacob, is that you? <laughs> Scooby. Scooby, Scooby. That was good. That was Where good. are you? Um, they smell pies. Yeah. <laughs> and and so, them. so the ones... So how many of them can I see? I can see all of them, some of them, um, you, some on each side. Yeah, well, you, you noticed the fireball and you looked out that sort of at that side of the cart. And saw these wolves on that side. It's only up to you whether or not you'd even bother checking the other side or not. I, I don't know. 
yeah, I think I would look left and look right. I mean, yeah. seeing the fireball. Yeah. So yeah, you see, gonna yell out, you see them on both sides. Um, how many is what I'm going to yell out. And I am going to ready a spell. Uh, cool. What are you, uh, what are you reading it for? What are you waiting for? I'm, I'm waiting for a response from my comrades. Okay, cool. Uh, Baron, over to you. Oh, is there any way to get away from these? Um, I'm asking our druid. Well, we can only go as fast as the horses. And now, you, yeah, you, you weren't at any point, like, you haven't been pushing these horses to their limits. You've just been going for a casual Should I ride. go faster? Am I holding the reins in the middle or is someone... I think Who's, someone who can see would probably be someone who well, the horses can see. <laughs> that's a good. That's a, that's a good point. That is a good point. Not if they got blinders on. <laughs> yeah. oh, on the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our gimp horses. Um, so I. So I'm not driving. Just clarifying. Well, who who no. in their head thought they would? We'll go whoever thought they were driving. Well, we American never decided was, on that. American was driving earlier. I don't know if she was jumping. I'd back say I I would probably go yeah. to that because I've got a very yeah, sure specialized animal handling. So. Yeah, yeah, and I do not. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I see the wolves then? No, no. It's you. They got lit up by that um, explosion from from your cigarette. Uh, so you know they're off to the side of this cart. But um, I'm going to ready a cantrip. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, what are you? Reading? No, no. Actually, I think it's actually a spell. Sorry, I should fucking know this. Yeah, I'm reading a spell. I'm reading ice knife. So okay. What are you waiting if for? One appears in my vision. Mm. I will shoot it. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> did anyone respond to Bill to let him know <laughs> how many there were? Six my side. Okay. Uh, upon hearing that and knowing that these are are wolves and working out. Like audio-wise, which side Morley's on? Uh, I'm going to cast a spell. I'm going to cast. Oh shit! It's not on my roll twenty. <laughs> I'm going to cast fear. Oh, okay, nice. What does that do? I mean, it makes them scared. I, I get it, but <laughs> they get very, very scared. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I project. I project oh. a phantasmal image of the creature's worst fears. So I'm going to project. Uh, a lion, an enormous lion, is riding atop the carriage. Okay. And it's going to affect the cone in kind of the direction that Morley indicated. Uh, okay. And it's every single creature in a 30-foot cone must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or drop whatever it's holding and become frightened for the duration. So you're kind of just throwing it off to the side so it only catches some of the... Wolves? Or are you trying to get all twelve at the same time? Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to catch uh, the six that Morley yeah, cool. pointed out because I, I don't know. Like I know that there are more. Yeah, yeah. But okay, I'm cool. like I was responding to what he said. Cool. Good. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. We'll make yes. Yeah, make it so it just catches only the wolves and not everybody in the carriage has to roll. That's probably ideal. Um, they've rolled a total of. Uh, 11. Uh, 11 is not enough. Nice. Um, so I think almost instantly, the moment you, you cast that, all of the wolves on that side um, just stop. They, they, they uh, I think, Morley, you look back, and each of them just start yelping and skidding and tumbling over each other in this, like, uh, ball of fur and teeth, um, and then just run and disappear out into the woods. So you've, you've managed to, like, clear out six of them. 
just like that. Um, Morley, over to you. That was my last level three spell slot. By that the was way. good. That was very good. Perfect. Uh, Morley's going to check the other side and see there are six more, presumably. There are. And then I'm going to cast Firebolt, but into the sky. Okay. Okay. So I don't want to hit the wolves. I just want to scare them away. Right, right. So you just like over their heads or like just up straight into the sky? Uh, yeah, over their heads, but elevating. So it's yeah. it's always rising because I don't want it to hit some trees. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, you cast that out uh, and it just lights everything up. Bill, you can see the the other, there's like basically another six on the other side of the carriage. Um, and Baron, you finally get a good look at them all now as well. So if you wanted to use that as your... Um, yeah, if that sort of lights time them up, that. then I'll let loose my ice knife. Cool. Roll to hit. Uh, 10 plus 7 to hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a hit. And so that takes uh, 1d10. Uh, 8 damage. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that ice knife just lands directly into the, like, um, maybe the third uh, wolf, like right in the middle of this pack. And it just hits right into its uh, into its chest, and it yelps as it hits. Um, and now that explodes, yeah. yeah? Oh yeah. Uh, so that one and the ones next to it, within five feet, have to roll a dex saving throw of fifteen. So I'll say three of them need to make that roll. One of them crit failed. I'm going to say that was the one that it just like landed smack bang into. Um, the other one failed, and uh, the other one fa- they all failed. The three of them failed. So they take 10 damage. They take 10 damage. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so the, the blade, as as the um, firebolt lights up the sky, you shoot your ice knife into the middle of this pack and it just lands square into the middle of the chest of this wolf and it yelps as, it exp- as the ice knife explodes and you now only have two at the front and one at the back at this point. I'm going to mutter to myself, servants of stride. Um, cool. Uh, it is... The wolves turn. Um, and the wolves each... So how many have we got? We don't have many now. We've only got three. Uh, the two at the front on that other side, the side that you're on there, Baron, um, one of them just comes running as fast as it can and it manages to catch up to the um, side right next to you on the on the side of the cart. Um, <laughs> but it, is, it doesn't have its eyes set on you. It has the horse in its uh, side. And it just reaches out to try and bite it sort of leaps and tries to bite into the hind quarters of this um of this horse and it has hit and it just sinks its teeth into the hind quarters of this horse um doing four piercing damage uh to it yeah um and the carriage just starts slowing down as the other wolves suddenly start to get closer and closer to the front um loris um it's up to you if whether you think this everything going on would wake you at this point. I was just looking at <clears throat> looking at my case of perception. It's like a thirteen, so I'm assuming the commotion and fireballs and God knows what else would have kind of disturbed me. Yeah, yeah. There's been cooling and I, stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure. I would, I'm I can't see anything because I've got no dark vision or mm. anything like that. But I'm going to assume there's something going on outside. Um, I'm probably going to. I've noted. I think. The, the thing that will spark me in my interest is the carriage slowing down because obviously it's been tracking along at a fairly steady pace which mm. I've been kind of you know used to but it's slowing down I think I'm going to notice I'm just going to barge my way to the front of the carriage where everyone is and poke my head out mm-hmm. and sort of what's going on 
and hope for a response from that. I'm, I'm assuming no one's got any light or anything, so I can't actually see the wolves mm. attacking, hanging off the horse. Is that right? Yeah, you, you can't see anything. You don't have dark vision, so it's all very dark for you at this point. Right. Um, backtracking slightly, I was going to grab Lightbringer and, just, and, and switch Lightbringer on anyway and poke my head yeah, out I so think, I get it. She see. I think that's fine. So yeah. how do you how do you? So kind of Lightbringer's on. It's just whispering because <laughs> I don't like saying it very loud. Okay, well, like you, you whisper Lightbringer and it just and it just glows, just really, really dull glow. Cool. So all I need is just enough a to really see. dull glow. So sticking my head out the front with Lightbringer in my hand, kind of what the hell's going on? And yeah, and you stick your hand out and you are like uh, right next to you where you are is there's a wolf keeping pace with the carriage at this point, like right next okay. to you. So seeing that wolf, I'm just going to sort of lash out with Lightbringer and see, give him a couple of decent whacks to sort of get him away from the carriage. Yeah, cool. Give us a roll to hit. Uh, hang on. One, two. Um, so first one is a 20 doing seven damage. 13 is the second one. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, both of those are hits. Um, and you just like okay. the first, basically the first hit takes care of it. You just smack it to the side of its head and it trips and stumbles and is just left in the dirt. You're not sure if you killed it with that one hit, but it's, it's now in the darkness far behind the, the carriage. Okay, cool. Uh, and Mirican is your turn. There's now like one that is just bitten onto the, this horse's hind leg in front of you. And then another one behind you about, uh, near the, near the back of the carriage. Right. I'm going to just yell, back, back, and I'm going to raise my staff and I'm going to conjure some spikes underneath their paws that should surely dissuade them. Um, It's called spike growth. Okay, cool. So I'm going to pick, obviously, alongside the carriage, uh, the radius for the spell, Mm -hmm. to sprout thorns um, and just basically trying to cover all of the area that they'd be running sure. onto or like a little bit in front so that as they run, they'll be passing through spikes if they want to try to get to the horses. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. Um, yeah. They take 2d4 piercing damage for every five feet it travels. I think the, yeah, you just... And it becomes difficult terrain as well, importantly. Yeah, that's that's fine. So you, you sort of point out with your um, staff... And, uh, yeah, the, the ground, you can't really see too much of what's happening on the ground because you're passing it at such a rate. Um, but it's enough to basically stop both wolves in their tracks uh, as they tumble into the spike growth and uh, the cart just carries on into the, um, into the, into the darkness, leaving them uh, far behind. Um, so that's, that's basically them taken care of. Mm. Oh, no, did they, they hurt um, Axel? Was it Axel's leg? Axel's up the front. Axel's fine. Oh, but this um, oh, this horse. Axel's my favourite. You can see blood um, just trickling down they, the hind. They did get slashed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do see like blood trickling down the hind quarters of this horse, and it's clearly struggling to keep pace with the horses in front of it. Oh, no. The horse is injured. It's slashed. He's been slashed. <laughs> The one with the top hat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he's got like a long curly mane. <laughs> I hope Billy. Axel's wearing a bandana. <laughs> oh my gosh, he so is. Bill, get up here! Bill, the horses. He's he's maimed, Bill, because I've seen Bill cast cure wounds before, and and restore people. 
Bill, help, can you help the horse in any way, Bill? Sorry, for some reason, it keeps on cutting out when you're talking. I'm assuming you just asked me to cast Cure Wounds. <laughs> um, and yes, Damn. I will. I will cast Cure Wounds on on Slash. <laughs> um, just going to hang out the side of the carriage and just slap the hind quarters of this I think, I'm, not, I'm not sure you'd be beast. able to reach it from, unless you've got like stretchy arms, you're not going to be able to reach past <laughs> where everyone is sitting to the horses in front of that. So if if you're gonna want if you're wanting to heal the horse, you're gonna have to come to a stop, or find no, some way stopping. to maneuver out. Um, I'll maneuver. Just... I'll maneuver out and up the side. <clears throat> that would can't be... he just poke his head out between us at the front? We can. I will move yeah. out. Like one of us can move out of the way and enable him to get into our seat, right? Yeah, but reaching a, reaching, reaching a horse's hindquarters from the front of a cart yeah, is, like, quite, is quite a reach. Even it's you're a, not close enough to touch the horse. From a, from yeah. a seated position. You okay, gotta, well, okay, if it's going to be that partake. difficult, then I will <laughs> say that we should I'm not trying to make it stop. difficult. This is just how horses and carts work. Oh, I'm not <laughs> saying it's a problem. I actually have a spell that I can cure the horses at range. <laughs> okay, all right. So I will just wait until my turn Oh, there's no, up. it's free movement at this point. That's okay. Um, I will use healing word on the horse. Oh. I thought you were going to cast Cure Horse at range. <laughs> That's actually my newest can. That usually, that usually involves a shotgun, unfortunately, Baron. Oh. oh. It's a cantrip called glue. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> Create glue. <laughs> Out the pasture. Mold gelatin. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you, you you cast that, and uh, the the wound kind of heals over, um, and it manages to. Oh, I should roll it. Oh yeah, how much does it? Uh... It's not great, but anyway, carry on. I'll... Well, no, because one d four plus your spell mod. Yeah, healing word. Mm. So I just yell out at the horse and Elvish, and oh, I got seven healing for it. Like that's good. It do, it reverses all the damage from that wolf bite, so it manages to. Um, uh, it starts off getting slowly back into it, but then manages to get back up to the same pace as the other horses, and, and you're back. What noise track. does that horse make? Uh, yeah. At what point? After he's been healed. Um, running noises. Running noises. <laughs> 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 I thought he'd do a solo or something. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, we don't have. I don't have any. Wait a second. Uh, no, I don't think I've got any horse sounds at the ready. <laughs> yeah. Use your knees. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. Maybe I had one ready to go. Um, okay, so yeah, you guys are back on track uh, towards <laughs> Vlaki, and it's it's starting to get a little dark by the time you start seeing some lights up ahead. Um, so I'd say like another, um, maybe another hour and a half passes. Uh, before you see those lights further up ahead. Um, so let's have a quick look at what we've got. Is this a well-traveled road, do you think? Does it look like a lot of people? It's like a, it's not like a, or a ruddy road. It's like, what's um, the road like? This, this road has been, because uh, you don't see much of it right now, but from when it, the sun was up, um, it looks like it is a main road of sorts, um, but it also doesn't look that well-traveled. Um, it's wide enough to to have maybe a cart side by side, but you don't think that many people travel these roads in general. Oh, there's a lot of weeds and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. 
Um, so the old Svelich road that you've been traveling on meanders into a valley watched over by dark brooding mountains to the north and to the south. Uh, the woods receive, uh, recede, revealing a sullen mountain berg surrounded by a wooden palisade. Thick fog presses up against this wall as though looking for a way inside, hoping to catch the town a slumber. The dirt road ends at a set of sturdy iron gates with a pair of shadowy figures standing behind them. Planted in the ground and flanking the road outside the gates are a half dozen pikes with wolves' heads impaled on them. Fuck. You know, you know the setting is gothic when even the mountains are broody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and They're so not you, a fan of the wolves either, huh? And so, you, yeah, you slowly uh, move the cart up towards these these closed closed gates, and you can see that there's just these big, heavy iron chains with big iron padlocks um, that are keeping these gates closed at this point. Oh. This is the first time we've come across a gate that doesn't automatically open. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can just see a couple of these guards standing behind uh, these these gates, just looking out at you. All right, I'm going to bring the horses to a to a slowdown and then to a stop, and I'm going to call out to the the guards. Ho there! Um, and one of the guards uh, looks through through. <laughs> Morley's ready for something. Um, Oh, is he thinking that I've just called them hoes and they're going to get really offended? I think he's just excited to see a new character. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Adam, I, I hope you like this because this is a good one. I think it's a very good one. But oh. the, the main, oh. the, one of the guards kind of leans up against the, um, the bars and says, yeah, hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hello. Oh, welcome to Velaki. Uh, sorry to say we're closed up for the night. Um, thanks for you. You're welcome to stay outside the gates until morning if you like. And uh, then we open the gates about eight a.m. So uh, you can, if you want, you can just sort of chat with us. We're on night guard, eh, Jeff? And he just looks over. <laughs> he looks over at the other one. And the other one just sort of like gives him a bit of a shrug. Yeah, Jeff's not much of a, not much of a talker, Jeff. Um, <laughs> what have you guys been up to tonight? <laughs> hmm. Well, just going to go silent. Jeff gives him like a Jeff gives him like a bit of a grunt, uh, and, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, welcome to Velaki. This is the Morning Gate. I am Gregory, and that's Jeff." He says, pointing over his shoulder. Um, actually, that's all I had to say. Is really just telling you where you are, and uh, that we're closed. Can, can they call you Greg? Yeah, I, I. You know what? I love it when people call me Greg. Jeff, I. He hates it. He hates it when I call him Jeff. Uh, Jeffrey. He says, looking over at Jeffrey. Jeffrey hates Jeff, but and he doesn't ever call me Greg. He always calls me Greg. He's got a thing about names. But yeah, yeah, you can call me Greg. Yeah, before we know it. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been attacked by wolves. Well, yeah, you've come through the Svelich... Do you know much about the Svelich roads? They've got the Svelich woods either side of them filled with dire wolves and normal wolves. <laughs> I can see you don't much like the wolves pointing at the wolves' heads on them. Oh, I don't mind them too much, but those are just leftovers from last week's festival. The festival? Yeah, we... What sort of festival did you have? 
Well, one about wolves. Um, you just used the bodies. Well, no, we had to parade them, uh, these pikes around the streets, up and down the streets with uh, wolves' heads on pikes. And, you know, there's only so many wolves on pikes you can you know, get you excited. And then you, the rest of them just kind of we left them out here as a sign of the big festival, the big wolf festival. But we've got um, children in the back and we don't want to be eaten by wolves. That makes sense. Uh, but I'm sorry, we're all locked up for the night. Uh, you're welcome to just, if you've got bedding, to chill out, I guess. Hey, can you please call your burgomaster? No. He wants to speak to the manager. <laughs> what a oh, Karen. Okay, Karen. Uh, <laughs> what's a male Karen? Garen? Byram. Byram. I'm not going to... Burgomaster. I'm not going to... I'm not going to go get the burgomaster. Jeffrey, are you going to go get the well, burgomaster? And Jeffrey's just like, <laughs> just laughing at them. Yeah, we no, do well. want to speak to our burgomaster. What? Ismark. You've got a burgomaster of the carriage. Out here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a big back and forth between two NPCs. I think. Um, <laughs> just let us in then. <laughs> okay. <we'll> be, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you Gregory are, said. He's like, I'm not doing an NPC. Yeah. <laughs> You are in control of the situation. I, I am in control of the situation. I said, look, we can't just let... There's a there's a certain time of the night. We've got very... The burgomaster himself set these rules at certain times of the day. We've got to close up, not let anybody in. It's dangerous. You know how you had those wolves out there? Well, we don't want them in here. There's a lot of bad things. And we keep this town as safe as, it, as, safe as we can make this town uh, by following the rules. Um, but you got... Which, which burgomaster you got in there? The Barovian Burgermaster. Oh, I heard the Barovian Burgermaster was murdered or something. No, he died of a heart attack. Too many burgers. <laughs> but we had his son, who was the, I guess, step burger. He's the, uh, he's the new Burgermaster, Baron. Don't sell him yeah. short. Don't the make him sell a replacement. Yeah. This is, is Mark the Lesser. <laughs> That's a good, good introduction. Oh. <laughs> wow. This again. Um, he's already angry. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and Ismark inside the carriage is sort of hearing this this uh, conversation, um, and he, he sort of he pokes his head out the um, out the window of the cart, and he gives a bit of a wave. He says, "You wouldn't uh, you wouldn't let us in, could you? Just uh, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get my sister to safety. And these people, these fine people, have taken me all the way, all the way from Barovia. If you could just if you could just open the door for us." <laughs> you heard the man Burgermaster's orders um, and uh, the guard oh this is a real tricky one I've got to say it's quite a tricky one what do you reckon Jeff and Jeff just gives a bit of a shrug um, Ken uh, he says what about how about I come over there maybe and just take a look make sure you've got nothing going on and we've just got to make sure everything's okay above board is that alright I'm just going to get you guys to stay on the cart while I Undo these padlocks and chains, and it all just stay there. Because as soon as I see you running for them, I'm going to close up again. Uh, and he's just waiting there to make sure that you guys are just going to stay on the cart. Yeah. Please be my guests. Yeah. Fill your boots. And he takes this big um, key ring off his uh, off his hip and starts unlocking some of these padlocks. And Jeff is saying something about how we shouldn't be doing this. It's you know curfews a curfew and blah blah blah. Um, and he just shrugs and just keeps going. And, well, yeah, we'll check out the cat. It'll be all right. We'll let him in. Um, and he removes the chain from the from the gate and opens up the gate enough for him to be able to walk through and closes them behind him. 
Um, he goes, have you got anything to declare? No, nah, just kidding. I'm just going to check out, make sure you've got no scary things in there, any monsters. You know about you know about the monsters around these areas, don't you? Yes. Good. That was that, that was good. that was the first <laughs> no, question I needed the answer to. Thank yeah. you. Um, and you're going to ask if we had any seeds or plants <laughs> material. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is like the are you a terrorist question. <laughs> on the, yeah. um, and he just walks up to the cart and he looks at the three of you uh, at the, on the front of the cart. Um, so eyes up and he just like nods. He's got his like his weapon next to him. He's like looks up at you and gives you a nod. He walks over to um, he gives like the the tires a bit of a kick. I don't know what he just does. He just gives a little kick. <laughs> Sturdy. He's like... It's wooden yeah. wheels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, it's quite a nice, quite a nice car we got here. Is this the Burgermasters, is it? Um, as he's sort of like peering and sees Irina and the kids. Uh, and and Ismark and Ismark gives him like a little bit of a smile. And he just looks down and sees Loris prone on the ground. And he's like, is that... Is a big man all right? It says Amy. He's, uh, who you ask. he's just sleeping. Sleeping. He's fine. Been a big day. Oh, I know about that one. I only got up about Watch an this. hour ago. Huh? I'll give him. A, I'll give. I'll give Loris a wee like tickle in the ribs with the toe of my boot, and try to get it like a snore or a giggle out of him. <laughs> so you're gonna tickle me while I'm in my sleep. So I think you'll laugh. Said it all. It. I think that was just like Loris's giggle. <laughs> <laughs> just like the toe of my boot just in his ribs just like yeah um and i think he picks up on like how heavily armed you guys are and your swords are all sort of looking pretty battle worn and stuff as well he's always been a big day has it uh mate and he says he aims that one towards you bill uh yeah you could say that we're at that um that windmill what's down the road mm. cleared it out you cleared uh, that out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, um, it's empty now. Uh, and he sort of turns over back towards the other guard. He says, they cleared out the old bone grinder. Can't believe it. We've got to let these guys in. This is fantastic news. Um, and he makes his way back to the, the front of the cart and gives you guys a bit of a nod. And he just opens up these big iron gates um, and says, uh, we're... Where, why are you Why are you coming to Vallaki anyway? Where are you heading? Like within Vallaki? Seeking refuge. Ah. Uh, monastery. Oh, what is he talking to, sorry? sorry. Oh, just, he was just aiming that towards the three at the, on the front of the cart. The first place we want to go is an inn. Um, she's just lost her patience with this <laughs> idiot. God, she's just like, I'm so tired. I'm so traumatized. Just let me find a bed. Yeah. Oh, you'll be wanting the blue water inn. If you just keep going, you'll get to it on your right. You'll be great. Thank you, they've my got, good man. Thank rent, you so much. You've got room, drink, whatever you want. Great place. Can't miss it. Greg. Fabulous, thank you. Greg, I've got one, one question for you before we get on our way. Mm-hmm. Do you know much about the old the old windmill? You've heard a lot about it, have you? Um, I've heard enough uh, in regards to people who go looking around up there that don't come back. Now, let's just say that. Mm-hmm. We'll buy you a drink tomorrow, Greg. Night to you, sir. Good night, folks. Um, thank you. All right. Let's put you on to... Uh, Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Jeffrey. <laughs> and Jeffrey just... He's shaking his head. Oh, he, can't, he can't believe that this guy's let more people in. Silly. More people? As in, like, not the first time... <laughs> not the first <laughs> time Greg's done this. Shit at his jaw. Tonight, yeah. Um, cool. We have, like, a big map here, and I need to move your token from... Um, 
we'll use that party uh, token again, I reckon. Um, party token. So you guys have come in through the east gate uh, where there were two guards. That's a very big token. Let's shrink that down. Cool. Um, I think the first thing you notice as you pass through these gates is just the difference um, of Velaki compared to uh, Barovia. Um, the houses don't look like they've just been... Yeah, they don't look like they've been attacked night after night like Barovia. Uh, they look a lot um, newer. They look a lot uh, more modern, I guess. Um, a thing that, like, windows haven't been boarded up. Everything looks pretty normal. Almost almost like a, um, a more populated version of Fandolin at this point. Some hmm. nice coldest X. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There seems to be like a, a lot of um, a lot of houses and a lot of small shops, uh, sort of dottering this this road uh, further into Velaki. Um, and yeah, so he's mentioned that the Blue Water Inn is sort of you can't miss it if you if you just sort of kept going through. So if you like, we can just sort of move you until you find it. Uh, mm-hmm. We can detail that uh, you pass. At one point, you'd pass on your left just a large, uh, what some of you can see is a stockyard. There's enough light now to um, see. Uh, like, there are still lights on in people's houses. There's lights on in the streets, and you can see this big stockyard um, off to your left at, at one point. Um, and you, you keep going as uh, roads sort of branch off the left and right. There's a, there's a little sign at this intersection that um, sort of says, like, city centre, and that's off to your left at this point. Um, and you can get, and there's a, another big sign also pointing towards the Blue Water Inn. Uh, and as you get towards this crossroads here, you spot um, what looks to be the Blue Water Inn. Let's just get some information up for that. Um, so, yeah, you can see this building where you just see grey smoke just coming out of this ch- chimney of this large two-storey wooden building, this nice wooden stone foundation. Uh, the only thing is that this, this building looks like it's been around for a wee while and the roof is starting to sag a little bit. Um, and on that roof is just uh, a few, like uh, several ravens just perching on the edge of this building. And there's a painted wooden sign hanging above the main entrance uh, depicting this blue waterfall. Ravens. Raven. with the raven. Mm. Like Strad's um, family crest or whatever it is. Did he have a raven as a family crest? Yeah. Well, maybe not a family crest. His crest. Uh, right. It was done in wax. Oh. Yeah, right. um, I think I need to grab tokens. Otherwise, you're not going to see anything at all. Um, yeah, it's pitch black. Yeah. Yeah, where uh, where was the last place we had your tokens at the? Here we go. We'll just grab them from here. So I think you guys. I can. Are you always gonna? Are you all like disembarking from the carriage in front of this place? Can I just do like an insight or something on the ravens to see if they seem like just normal birds or if they're like abnormally watchful or intelligent seeming? Yes, you can absolutely give just me an insight check. We've been haunted by these birds in the past wow. a little. I've rolled a 13 plus 3. Oh, actually, your tokens are there. If you actually just zoom to the bottom right. Uh, so a total of 16. Yeah, these ravens are very interested in your arrival. They are keeping a bit of an eye out. Hmm. Yeah. 
They're not making much noise either. They're just sort of like looking. It was I'm also just going to sort of window, like, wasn't it? Was, yeah, I'm going to elbow elbow Baron and just kind of put my head towards him and just sort of mutter, "Might be being watched again." Absolutely, I think he's sending whatever he can to watch us. I didn't think he'd be allowed, or any servants of his would be allowed in here. But if they are, then it's not as safe as I'd hoped. Mm. Um, what you can what you can see outside this uh, building is you do see just this three foot high stone room surrounded like uh, well, just off towards the left of the entrance of this place, um, and what looks like stairs up to the second floor, off to the right, and just like a, and also just a small shed with what looks like uh, a wood. And just like a normal storage shed off to your right. Hmm. Um, and then, and there's, towards? there's a lot of noise coming from uh, inside that tavern at the moment. Or the what inn. kind of noise? Just like merriment, just like people chatting. And it's like, it sounds like there's a lot of people in there. Like fiddly D music. Fiddly D. There's no music happening. It's just uh, a lot yeah. of people in there talking and chatting, drinking probably. Bill? Um, Bill walks in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amazing move. That is I follow. And so descriptive. I loved it. Um, Give that man an inspiration. Throws his cape behind him. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let, let's sort of set the scene here. Uh, is this going to be good? All right. Um, there are damp cloaks hanging from pegs in the entrance portico, and the tavern is just packed with tables and chairs, uh, with narrow paths meandering between them. A bar stretches along one wall under a balcony that can be reached by a wooden staircase that hugs the northern wall. Another balcony uh, overhangs an entrance to the east, the one that you've just come through, and all the windows are fitted with thick shutters and crossbars, uh, which are at the moment um, open, so that's fine. Uh, lanterns hanging above the bar and resting on the tables bathe the room in, dull, in a dull orange light and cast shadows upon the walls, most of which are adorned with wolf heads mounted on wooden plaques. Um, and there's a, uh, a dark-haired lady behind the, the bar who looks up to, to see you enter. And no one else seems to notice you entering but her. And she just has a big smile and she beckons you over towards the bar. Getting Dicey is an independent podcast, so your support means the earth to us. Check out our Twitter at Getting Dicey for links to our live stream and how you can support us further. We live stream once a week, so come check out the costumes, overlays, and filters that we use to help make watching that little more exciting. Uh, we also have a link to our Discord, so you can come chat to us and each other about D&D and what's happening in the campaign. Uh, lastly, if you're liking what we're doing, we'd appreciate that you rate and review us on iTunes. Every little bit of support helps.